0: Hello, this is James Ippolitti, host of Out of Silence. I wanted to jump in just to let you know that you may hear that it is the Songsmith Podcast or Creativity Gurus Podcast. Season one of both of those have been combined to the name Out of Silence, and that will be the name moving forward for any interviews that I have about creativity. So don't be confused. Songsmith Podcast and the Creativity Gurus is now under one brand out of silence. Peace. Greetings, Hepcats. On this edition of Creativity Gurus, I speak with Andrea Earhart. She is a fine artist, a muralist, and host of the Artist Academy podcast. She is a wealth of information when it comes to the business of art. I really had a great time with this. I think. You don't have to be a fine artist to learn from her. She has so much just great advice. So no matter what your craft is, you're going to learn something. If you like what I do, please give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. Let's be internet friends. And now, let's get to my interview with Andrea Earhart on this edition of Creativity Gurus. My guest today is Andrea Earhart, fine artist and muralist. She has worked with organizations like Bass Pro Shops, Big Brothers Big Sisters, Duck Commander, the Dickerson Zoo, and many more. She started the Artist Academy to help aspiring and established artists who want to level up their art business. So welcome to the show. I'm happy to have you.
1: Hi, thank you. Yeah, I'm super excited to talk about my favorite subject, which is art.
0: (laughs) I know, right? So Um, I want to go back. I heard on um, another interview with you that you went to college for business before switching to painting. But before that, were you doing art before you went to college?
1: Yeah. So I think I was like most of us artists in the beginning, you know, in like second grade or whatnot, you get kind of pointed out like, oh, she could have something, you know? And so I kind of grew up like thinking that, you know, I had some kind of art ability, but never thinking that I could actually make a job out of it or earn money. And I'm very ambitious and I just wanted really big things out of life. And so I was like, okay art is not the way to go, which is funny. (laughs) No no way. Like I need to do big things. I want to maybe be a CEO of a company or something. And so at, in college, I decided to major in general business so I could hit, you know, I did a bunch of marketing classes, accounting, and just had like a broad general overview of business. And it wasn't until my second year in college that I was like, you know what. I think my high school art teacher just has the best art job in the world. Like she just gets to paint every day. Because again, I just didn't think that I could paint for a living. I was like, okay, maybe I can just teach. And right. I, I definitely have a love for teaching. And so then I started majoring in art art education. And then towards the end of my college time, I just kind of noticed that I didn't have... The same love for teaching younger kids, like right. everybody, everybody else did, and I really just wanted to see what I could do in the painting world or the business world or something. I I really didn't know, so I graduated college. Uh, with a painting degree and I remember saying okay great I have a degree in coloring what the heck am I gonna do with this (laughs) and so yeah it's just kind of funny how things have worked out I've always gone in the direction of things I like I like teaching you know I like painting and I like business and it's so funny to me how I never planned to make it full circle and be using all of those nowadays it's just it's so funny how things work out
0: Yeah. And you know, I always say to artists, they should take some business classes or something. I mean, that is the one thing that people just don't get. Like you could be amazing at your craft, but if you want to make a business, you're going to have to know business. Now, I know, you know, I think people might get discouraged sometimes when they see, I mean, you do some amazing art, but what was your art like at college? Like how, how have you progressed? Were you that good in college? (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, and it's so funny because now it's so apparent to me that the more hours you have, the better you are, which is why you know, all the older artists that are in their you know, 60s, 70s, that are just amazing, they've had so many hours. And so, yeah, they're going to be so much better than us. So whenever I see someone that's ahead of me or way better than me, I'm like, ah, I have time. And that's honestly what I think. I'm like, they just have way more hours than I do. But yeah, yeah I remember in high school specifically, I would spend all day trying to make the sky and the clouds and trying to make it work and blending and it wouldn't work and it would dry so fast. And I would just get so aggravated. And then in college, I always loved to paint big. Even in college, I had really big canvases that I would use. I really didn't care about the small stuff. I would just go really big. And it's just so funny how now I'm doing murals. And like I said, it just kind of builds upon itself and you end up where you should be if you're listening to yourself. But yeah, I just painted really big. But no, I struggled with it a lot. I really forced myself to learn how to blend. And it's there was just so many steps to figure out how to paint. But really, it really just comes down to, you know, finding a really good reference photo and copying it and copying it the best way you know how. And it, the you know my progress from five five years ago ten years ago even has you know I've just gotten so much better and every year I'll, I'll look back at stuff and think oh I thought that was really good and like ah oh, you know exactly where I could improve that
0: now. So are you like an eternal optimist though? Because I mean when I listen to your podcast I'm like God I could be in the worst mood and listen to your podcast and all of a sudden it feels like it's a bright sunny day.
1: Oh, good. I'm so, that makes me so happy. <laughs> well, like,
0: are you just uh, one of those people who are optimistic?
1: Um, yeah. <laughs>
0: like,
1: <laughs> I think I just, I don't know. I just, oh, well, I don't know. I don't know where that came from exactly, but I think – more so on the podcast is I'm talking about things that I love. And all so right. when you're talking about something you love, you're excited about it. And, but I'm definitely not like that 24 hours a day. Oh, okay. <laughs> Normally very quiet, just very reserved. And I just, yeah, definitely not smiling all day.
0: <laughs> are, you, um, are you using oil or like, I don't know, like a mural, obvious blending with oil on, on a canvas versus brick. I mean, what, what paints do you use?
1: So I'm an all acrylic kind of gal. I I love that they dry fast, even though in the beginning it was really tough. I've tried oil. I've tried a bunch of different stuff. And I think that's really important to try all the different things, watercolor, sculpture, all of it. Mm -hmm. Before you land on your thing, I really love acrylics. It's just, I don't know. The oil, there's just so much dry time and... It's just but isn't it alchemical. harder to blend
0: like isn't it harder to blend acrylics?
1: Um kind of, do I do just...
0: use that method that people use to slow the drying to use that like what people put stuff in the acrylics to slow drying time?
1: Oh, uh, nope. I am no, a, wow. Very fast painter. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a very fast painter and I like to work in layers. So a lot of the times when I'm painting something, I'll put the whole canvas down in one layer, and then I'll do another layer on top of it, and then another layer. And that's just how I've taught myself/slash learned how to paint. We did a lot of oils in college, and I, I don't I think I just had more practice with acrylic because mm-hmm. right out of college, I would just use you had the acrylics on windows and murals and. Then working for Bass Pro, everybody there used interior latex paint and Novas, which are all acrylic. And so I just yeah, that's just what the, what I have the most practice in, I guess. And so when you get the you more practice, you get faster. And yeah, just working in layers.
0: All right, so um, let's talk about I like how you got started painting. Like I'm the opposite of you. If I'm going to draw or anything like that, I do small. I like small, like. <laughs> When I see you on those like lifts going up high of buildings, that I'm afraid of heights, so I could never do what you do. Um, <laughs> but uh, where did that start? Like all of a sudden, um, I'm going to start painting big murals.
1: Well, I'm also scared of heights.
0: <laughs> no, I can't. Yeah. It.
1: <laughs> I'm also very scared of heights, and wow. yeah, it takes me a while to get used to being up there. And but once you're up there for so long it's kind of like you just you just get used to it and mm-hmm. you know a lot of the lifts have like a a swaying thing especially in the wind they'll get moved a lot or sometimes if wow. they're if they're reached out too far and I move it'll it'll move the whole thing so at first I'm just like ugh, gripping onto it <laughs> but then wow. after a while after a while I'm kind of just like bouncing around up there <laughs> it's okay. just a little, like like I mentioned with painting it's just the more time you spend with it the the easier it gets <laughs> But um, murals started with fast pro shops. I started off doing people's logos around town, so businesses logos, because that's just what people asked for, and I just that's just the niche that I fell into. I started, I said yes to everything. So, as, so
0: but but at what point does somebody say? I, did you walk up to them, knock on the door, and say, "Can I paint a, your logo on the side of your building or um, somewhere in the town?"
1: I think it came where I was posting some, let's see, how was the the first one got started? Because so I mentioned I love love business. I am a a born entrepreneur, kind of a thing, kind of a thing. So my job before i was painting was basically do promotional marketing um which is like a fancy word for like the girls who stand in front of cars at car shows <laughs> <laughs> like and i started out doing that and then i had my own little promotional marketing team to where you know people would hire me and then i would like employ different girls to go out and do different shows anyway i had my first customer through that that's i met a lot of business owners who, you know, I would staff their promotional events. And so with meeting business owners, finally it came up that, hey, like I need girls, blah, blah, blah. I'm also gonna be redoing this, you know, the outdoor of my store. I'm gonna need something painted. And I was like, oh I could probably do that too. You know, I'll just do everything. Yeah. And so he was like, okay. And I was just very honest with the first one. I was like, well, I mean, I have a painting degree, but I have no idea how to, you know, paint giant letters and logos on the side of your building. So I just kind of asked around, I found somebody who had a projector and I borrowed it. And yeah, I was like, we'll just figure it out. So I did that one logo for, it was a popular outdoor store. No, it was a, a, um, Oh, it was... Pitbull power sports. So it was a power sports company and in a great location here in town. And I just posted the heck out of it. I remember the owner being like, I just telling him, Hey, I'm wanting to get into art. I just don't know how. And he was like, okay, let me help you. Like, we're going to do this and you should post about it in the beginning, in the middle, in the end, just post about it. That way other people will see what you're doing and they'll ask you. And I was like, okay. So I kind of took a tip from him in that way. And I just posted about it. And then I got called from a friend who actually didn't know that I was a painter and that I had also met through promotions. And he's like, Hey, I didn't know you painted. Do you want to come paint my logo on the side of my barn? And I was like, yes. <laughs> so I did that. And then I did a couple window paintings. Cause like I said, you know, I had met several business owners through doing promotions and then I just started posting about it. You know, I, I think so many artists, me included in the beginning, were like, Oh, I want to do this, but then we're not doing it, you know. Right. And like it's and it's funny. The moment I started doing it and sharing it, magical things started to happen. <laughs> so yeah. and I did maybe three or four logos for companies around town, and then through promotions, again, I met a business owner who was starting his. First business who also worked with Bass Pro Shops on the imagery team. Nice. So when I started posting about it, he saw that and said, Hey, I know that Bass Pro, their logo guy is quitting. Do you want me to put get you in? And I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> please. <laughs> I had no idea that this job even existed. And yeah, so he got me an interview with the with the main imagery guy at Bass Pro. And I remember being in the interview and just showing him my stuff from college. <laughs> which Now I'm just like, Oh, I'm so glad that they hired me. <laughs> but
2: they had <laughs> saw
1: the few logos that I had done around town. So they had thought that I was, I knew how to do this. And I was like, right. kind of, you know, like I did just a couple, they thought I was a really great lettering or calligrapher. And I just didn't tell them wrong. I was just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can. Right. I remember telling them in the interview, I can paint anything you want. And he was like, <laughs> okay. And so, yeah, so they hired me on to Bass Pro. But it, it's funny, though, because I remember in my interview, I was like, hey, so I can start, like, right away. But um, in a couple weeks, I'm leaving for a five-week trip around Europe. I'm just – I'm going backpacking with these people that I kind of know. Not really. <laughs> so They were like, what? And that's kind of the trend. When I worked for Bass Pro, I would always ask off, be like, hey, I, I just, I need to go to Thailand for a month and just take a break. And they're like, okay, whatever. <laughs> and that's One just, the, that was the trend.
0: I thought it was funny. There was also <clears throat> an interview of you working at the bank and basically saying when you started getting work, telling them, uh, oh yeah, I'm not going to go to work today because I had this other thing, which <laughs> cracks me up. I mean, your attitude is so great about this. It's just like, this is what I want to do and I'm going to do it.
1: You know, it's funny because it's a little bit of being naive as well because I ended up getting fired from that bank and they're like, you can't just do that. And I was like, but this other thing is like way more fun and it makes way more money. I'm going to go do that. <laughs> and they're just like, I did it so many times. They're like, okay, we got to fire you. And I was like, what?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's I've always... a funny story. Yeah, I've always just listened to exactly what's fun, you know, what makes money, what's just what I like. I've just kind of gone in that direction.
0: Yeah. Now, I, you also worked an amazing, crazy amount of hours when you did Bass Pro. Is that correct? Like you were saying like 60, 70, 80 hours a week?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the minimum was 60 and oh, my God. That's, yeah. And
0: that's because you're uh, – how many hours a day are you
1: oh <coughs> uh, Sixty. Yeah. So oh we, yeah, we we were painting 60 hours a week and it was just the best thing that could have ever happened to me though. It sounds like so much and it was, but I was so young and I mean I was 24 when I first right. got that job. And so I worked there steadily for like 2 year 24 25 and then a little bit less than 26 and when I was 27. And now I just kind of do little projects here and there for them. Maybe it's three or four a year, which are just a couple, like, you know, but one, one day to one week projects. But in the beginning, yeah, we worked 60-hour weeks, and that was the minimum. We And if it was close to a store opening date, we had these crazy deadlines to where I I remember working a couple – Oh gosh, it's like four seventeen-hour days in a row, oh, <laughs> just to, to get these murals done. And it's really great though because looking back on it, you—I had so much pressure behind me because the store was opening no matter what. They're like, you right, have to get right. this done. But uh, yeah, Bass Pro, just working around all those other artists. It was a great learning experience. It was like a
0: boot camp for you.
1: It really was. And I went from, in the beginning, doing logos and lettering to I eventually started doing murals. And I was doing murals for about six months where I really hit off this just like takeoff rocket point where I just figured it out. In the beginning, you're just kind of like throwing stuff up and just – you know, trying to figure things out. And then I, after about six months of doing it for 60 hours a week, I was like, oh, I finally get it. I get it. Like how to do a mural. It's just so much of the reference photo and so many different techniques. And, but yeah, through that boot camp experience, it skyrocketed my progress. And it's a big reason of why now I paint so quickly because I had to (laughs) back then. We just, we had to. There was just no other choice. And we didn't have this, you know, I'll turn in this painting, you know, a month from now or whatnot. It was, you're there, you might as well paint. And I got to ask all these other artists for their opinions and to help me and to do all that. So it was just the best experience I could have ever That's had. That's
0: amazing. You know, um, you brought up earlier about a projector. Is this how it's done? I, I mean, I really don't know how URLs are done. I, I It baffles me. So yeah. uh, is that is? but then you would have to do it like what, at a dark time like during the night and pop it up onto the wall or something?
1: So <laughs> it's funny because I remember buying my first ever projector – when I first started out and it was this tiny little thing and it cost me 400, dollars and it had no special gadgets. It was when technology was just starting, you know, right in the projector world. And it's funny because now I can buy a $300 projector. That's really big and amazing and does all these things. You can push it sideways and it'll level itself out, up and down. And it's so bright as well. So if it's a cloudy day, And I'm, you know, seven feet away from the wall, it'll still project it and I can still see it. So, I mean, in straight sunlight, not so much. So usually I'll go either at night, the night before, or the early morning or whatnot. Or even if it's like in shade, you can still kind of get away with it. And also with a projector, a lot of people are like, oh, that's cheating or oh, you know, whatever. And I'm like, no, time is money. And I've already drawn it out on the iPad typically. So I'm just going to project it on there. And whenever I project it, I'm not going around with a pencil or a really tiny, you know, anything and doing every single line. I'm all the time just being like a big outline around something. And like, oh, maybe like draw in like a leg of an animal and like, okay, a dot for the eyes. And just so I can see like where it's going to be positioned on the wall. Because so so much of it is done with a paintbrush anyway. So I mean, so I'll just lightly chalk it out on the wall, and then just do the rest with a paintbrush. It's
0: unbelievable. So I just I'm still trying to figure it out. So let's say you're up there, you're painting a leg of an animal. Do you have to like get off the lift and walk across the street to see if everything looks all right? Like how do you do that?
1: Um, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, usually I'll like I'll work for a, a good amount of time where I'm like, okay, I need to step back and see how this looks. So okay. every like few hours, I'll say I'll get down and really like every few hours, you need to need to go to the bathroom anyway. So yeah. time so I get down,
0: I'm guessing it's almost like how people are drawing on an iPad, and they sort of pinch to zoom in and work on a specific detail. That's sort of what you're doing in a very large scale.
2: Yeah. Like when you're
0: painting that eye or something, you're just kind of just working on that and you already (laughs) have the dimension. So uh, what happens if it rains Mm. and you have a deadline?
1: Oh gosh. (laughs) Well, um, I mean, deadlines nowadays aren't as crazy as (laughs) the bath pro days. So the stores aren't really opening like, and usually if it's a crazy deadline like that, like a store is opening, I mean, it were inside anyway. But yeah, nowadays if it's raining and I actually just had this happen, I was doing a logo, um, about a month ago and then it started raining and it wasn't even supposed to rain that day, but like that's weather in the Midwest. And so we just stopped. And so I was like, well, I'll just come back on the weekend. That's okay. But it's uh, latex paint dries really quickly. Right. So I put it on the wall and sometimes a lot of the times it's like lightly drizzling and I'll still paint on the wall. I'm like, whatever, it doesn't matter. So as long as it's not like pouring. But if you wake
0: up in the morning and it's pouring and you were planning on work that day, do you just have to write that day off?
1: Um, no, so usually I have so much going on <laughs> between um indoor projects, outdoor projects, artist academy stuff. And it's there's always something else to be done, whether there's right. sketches, and so I just switch it around. I'll just be like, Hey, I can't work on your project today. Um, I'll work on it this weekend, or sometimes even I'll just take the day off or whatever a day off yeah. is, and then I'll just, you know, re- replace it for hey, I'll come in on Saturday. Or something, but there's so much to do all the time that a lot of the times, if I see it's going to be rainy this week, I'll be like, "Hey, I'm going to switch you with with next week. I have an indoor project next week, and then I'll message that customer and be like, "Hey, you're moved up a week. Here we go."
0: So. Okay, that's awesome. So mm-hmm. I want to one little mural story. This is like early. This must have been probably. 98, or 99 or something like that but i remember working at this place and the across the street they were like cleaning the wall and it revealed that there used to be a mural under the paint that was on that wall so they started re- like removing the paint as carefully as they could to see what this mural was and it turned out it was like from a 19 like early 1900 coca-cola ad that was on this huge wall. And Coca-Cola, this is where I realized that people have a business that they – because Coca-Cola sent out the muralists to come out and basically um, uh, restore it back to its original thing. It was beautiful watching it happen. So, I mean, I just – it was a really cool story. I still like you – go know, now, Coca-Cola has since uh, used that wall and they changed like, um, the mural once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it's really cool that that used to be probably – I don't wonder how much more it used to be done then compared to now. Now, do you see – is this like a, a business where there's a lot of opportunity?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because I just was in – Um, North Carolina. And they had that exact same story that you're talking about. They, um, at at a local ice cream shop, they were like, Hey, yeah, we we we're were tearing down this wall and we saw this like Coca-Cola thing. And so they restored it. And yeah, that's a, that's a thing. Coca-Cola. They had so many artists and muralists that used to go around and do that. And murals used to be a big thing back in the day. I don't know what back in the day is, but then, and as of recently in the last, I'd say 10 or yeah. Like maybe 10 years. It's just not as much. And it's funny because now it's kind of coming back. It's just, it's kind of like the trends, the styles, yeah. And sometimes it just takes people like takes muralists to make it come back, you know? So, you're right. and I think with the invention of vinyl, I think that's a big reason of where mm-hmm. a lot of people stopped doing the hand painting stuff, but there's still so many companies out there that still, you know, see the value in hand painted and, there's, eh, there's just no comparison to me like in something that's vinyl and something that's hand painted. First I off, vinyl, yeah, vinyl is not going to last that long. But I mean, painting, like you like you mentioned, like it. I mean, it's going to be underneath the paint. It just yeah. and it's always paint. You can paint over it. It's not a big thing, but. Yeah, just companies that love hand-painted, and basketball shops is one of those. I remember working for them, and they're like, we do not want something to look like a normal font. We want it to be you know, specialized to us. We want everything to be custom, and it's just quality. And if people, you know, have a low budget, are not, you know, don't mind, you know, scrimping on quality, then they'll go with vinyl. But right. if they want a mural and then and they want it done well, and a lot of people will pay well to have, you know, someone who shows up on time, delivers what they want, and have something that lasts. So there's so much opportunity out there. I'm currently booked out three months right now, and then I've actually trained another artist here in Missouri, here in Springfield. Um, who is a really good friend of mine, Samantha Cox. And she's booked out for the next month. And she's a a brand new muralist, too. We just started training her last year. And there are several other muralists around here, too, that are just booked this summer. And so, like, I'm not the only one in this, you know, I call it a, Springfield's kind of a small town. It's like a small, big town. It's, I think we have population 150,000. Um, but with a lot of small surrounding towns, but no, nothing close to St. Louis or Kansas City, which is our, which are right. our neighbor, neighboring big cities. But even here in Springfield, we're all so busy, and there's so much opportunity for murals.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm in Philadelphia, and Philadelphia is a huge mu- mural city. I mean, you could just go and do a whole day of tour of all the murals. Um, and it's beautiful. But Springfield, since you brought that up, now you did this with the butterflies it was the 417 project is it
1: oh yeah so yeah or uh it's 417 street art so springfield like i mentioned you know sometimes it takes people to like muralists to show people what's possible so this is a little big town we're very much in the midwest and i think a lot of the trends are just slower to come here you know the midwest in general is very slow And even things on the radio, like if I'm in on the coast, it's just they have the music before we have it. Every everything you're just getting
0: Bon Jovi now. (laughs)
1: <laughs> basically <laughs> and so yeah it's just that was kind of a thing that i noticed from traveling so much that every other spot had amazing muralists and even like down we went and visited austin texas and they had oh, yeah. they had like a mural art walk type thing and mm-hmm. like keep austin weird is the thing and i was like we were on our way home and i was like we Can do this. I was talking to my now husband, and like, we should do this. Springfield is such a blank canvas of art. There's really, there's so much opportunity. There's so many blank walls. Why is no one else doing this? Like, and so we came home, and then within the first 24 hours, I believe, had a meeting with someone to pitch an idea of a monarch butterfly wings mural uh, downtown. And I remember talking to him, and he was like, "You want to paint a butterfly on my building?" I don't understand. <laughs> and he was a lawyer, so and I'm like, "Yes," and like we we knew him, so I was like, "Well, you go with someone you know. Go and go with a spot that's in a very public area, like it, and just have a mural that's going to attract everybody. It's just a win-win." So we talked him into it, and he's like, "Whatever." We, we did, I just did I did it for free to start out this four one seven street art trend. And yeah, it was when I was finishing it. My husband actually, we were gonna try to, we're gonna tag it in some way. But besides just putting my name down there, he's like, "How about let's call it 417 street art?" Because that's what it is. So 417s are area code. Right. And so yeah, that's just how it started. And it started with me doing something for free. And then I did another one for free for the zoo, just to get in and just to get people you know, familiar with murals, because it's just not a thing here. Street art is often categorized as graffiti, which is a bad thing. And so I really had to combat, you know, everybody's view on murals. And it's, it's kind of the opposite of places that already have a bunch of murals. There's already a lot there. So there's a lot of competition. And it's the opposite here, where there's none here. Nobody's doing it. Nobody understands it. So you have to I had to Just educate them and just be like, hey, like this is a good thing. This can promote your business. And the butterfly just blew up. I mean, I joke now that, you know, you're not a sorority girl in Springfield if you haven't gotten your picture taken with the butterfly. That's nice.
0: We will get back to our conversation right after this. Have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. I'm so serious. Super easy. Let me explain. First, it's free. There are creation tools that let you record and edit your podcast from your phone or your computer. Mostly, I'd use the computer, but I just did the phone, and it was super easy. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more, and doing that yourself is a pain in the butt, so so happy they do it for me. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need, all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, let's get creative. Yeah, because that was the other thing I thought was brilliant was, okay, let me go and put this on the wall. But then to have people go into like Instagram, I mean, that is like free advertising uh, all the time, people coming over. And and I love that it grew into this where you, you I saw on your site where you have the map where you can go and find all the different murals. So what a great project.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's been really amazing to just grow my brand here locally. And, you know, a lot of those were done for free or low cost. And now, now they're more paid because people see the effect of it. People see Mm -hmm. that, you know, it draws people in. And so, but I really had to work at that and to where I'm not pitching someone as much now, they're more coming to me, but it, it really helped just grow my brand. And for people to get familiar with all these different paintings, because, You know, I I would do one, but nobody really looks for the artist's name down below. Some do, and I'll get some tags, but I'd say 80, 90% of people who post about the butterfly or post pictures of it, they don't tag me, and that's totally okay. So that just made me like, okay, well, I just need to do more of this more often and just up my chances of, you know, someone you know, noticing it or a business noticing it and wanting it. And so we just did so many and it just helped grow my name locally. It's free advertising for the business and it's free advertising for me. It's my yeah, my, my yeah. art on a billboard. And so that's been the main way I've been able to grow my art business so quickly.
0: So let's move on to the Art Academy because um, or the Artist Academy. Yep. What I mean, you sound extremely busy without doing that. So why did you, like, why did you say, you know what? I want to start this artist Academy and teach people this.
1: Well, it mostly came because I had so many people in my inbox being like, Hey, what kind of paint do you use? Hey, how are you getting jobs? How do you price your art? And I'm just like, okay, I'm answering the same questions over and over and (laughs) over again. And I was just like, oh, so I started a podcast. That's what came first, I believe. And that also came because i knew so many artists from working at bass pro and whatnot and i listen to podcasts all day and i just love them and i wanted to have a podcast where other artists could come and tell their stories and I could also give the business advice that people were asking me for in my Instagram DMs all the time. And so that's kind of how it started. And then I created a Facebook group where we could all just hang out in there. And then the Artist Academy came where it's just a low cost monthly membership. I think I started it at $22 a month and now it's at $32 a month. And so it's very low cost. People could come in and I just, I give what's working for me in my mural industry and we do prints and we do like a fourth quarter success plan that's what what we call it like a fourth quarter push to really get the most out of the holiday season and it's just basically what I'm doing to keep busy and how what I'm doing to advertise and I give them the exact strategies of it so that they don't have to go run around town and figure out who's gonna say yes and so it's just like a shortcut for other artists because it's so hard and I remember in the beginning, especially just being like, I want this to work so bad and I need help. So I just, I got a bunch of help from other artists and people who are good at business and I've collected all that information and now I know it and now I'm passing it on to other artists who, right might not have as much like ambition to go out and get it themselves. And I love the business side of things. I love figuring out how to make money with it. And I just, I love it, but I know that a lot of artists do not. They just want to paint. So Mm. I'm helping them with the business side so that they can just focus on painting.
0: What is probably the most common question about the business side that you get?
1: Oh, pricing. (laughs) People are like, how do you you price it? Yeah. How do you price it? And I think pricing is just a a big journey in itself. It's you start out and I tell people, you know, just I do it. I try to do it by like an hourly rate. So if someone wants a one day job or a half day job or a week job, that's kind of how I price it out and just trying to figure out how much time I'm going to spend on one thing. Um, that and everybody asked me how how you manage your time. <laughs> and that's like one of the first questions everybody asked. And I'm like, I, every Monday, like today, I have a day where I just do Artist Academy and proposals and stuff on my iPad and chats with you and stuff like that. And then uh, Tuesday through Friday is mostly strictly painting. So I get a lot of the, you know, the office workout on Monday and then paint the rest of the week. That way I can focus on it because I was doing five days a week painting all day, eight hours a day. So it's not the, it's not 60 hour weeks as much anymore. Some weeks turn into 60 hour weeks nowadays, but it's not as much. And I was finding I was doing stuff on the weekends and at night. And so now I try not to work at night I try. (laughs) It still (laughs) happens. but And I try not to work on the weekends, but sometimes it happens too. (laughs) So.
0: So what habits do you think someone who wants to take their art and make it a business, what are some good habits that they should have?
1: So the first one is surrounded by this idea that we do in the Artist Academy every January and we have a bunch of different challenges throughout the year to really just reinforce this one main idea of paint every single day. And if you can just dedicate 30 minutes or an hour to painting or drawing every single day and then posting about it, too, even if you think it's not interesting, even if you think people you're annoying people, just do those two things and magical things will start to happen because I was talking to an artist just a last week who I met at this like banquet thing where I had a bunch of art and she came up and she's like, Oh, you're an artist. I want to be an artist. Like I want to do full time. How do I do it? And I was like, well, show me your Instagram. And she's like, well, I don't actually post anything Mm -hmm. about it. And I was like, well, how do you paint? And she's like, yeah, I paint, you know, for my family and friends sometimes, but like nobody sees it. And I'm like, okay. So I was like, let's go from painting sometimes to let's treat it like a job. And you know, make yourself do it. And it it also just comes down to the whole making yourself do it thing. I would say that you know, artists full time artists paint when they don't want to,
2: right. or
1: professional artists paint when they don't want to, and hobby artists paint you know whenever they feel like it. And right. this, this is the most amazing job in the world. Like, I am so lucky to be painting every day, and I absolutely love it. But there's a lot of days where I wake up early, and I don't want to. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm painting long hours, and I don't want to, but I do it. And Or, like, you know, rocks aren't well, the most fun thing to paint sometimes, but I do it.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, I – 100% agree with everything you said. So, like, my podcast and my TikTok, I'm trying to get people to create every day. It doesn't matter if you're a musician or if you're a painter. It's it's that habit of getting up and doing it every day because I had the same exact experience. Someone came to me and said, hey, can you, you know, help me get, you know, further? And I was like, okay, um, same thing. Let me see your Instagram. Uh, I don't really post and all this stuff. And it's like, well you're also not creating every day. So it's, it's one of the things I think if you really want this as a career, there's no, nothing wrong if you want to be a hobbyist, right, or an amateur and, and you love your job and you want to just paint on the weekends, that's fine. But if you want to make this a career, you have to get it, treat it like you said, treat it like a job. So what are the big misconceptions people come into maybe your academy thinking that you're going to do for them?
1: Um. I don't know. Actually, <laughs> I'm not sure. Um,
0: or maybe not necessarily that you, for you, but misconceptions about being an artist, a business art.
1: Um, I think the most uncomfortable thing for people to do in the beginning is pitch themselves. In the beginning, a lot of people just kind of post your art and wait for things to happen. Right. And they're like, oh, nobody's buying my art. and But they're not actually going to anybody and asking them to. And mm-hmm. so in the academy, we focus a lot on like, okay, if nobody's coming to you, you got to go to them. And, that, and just like I did in the beginning with street art, I, I went to them. And it's really uncomfortable and it right. sucks and you're going to have to hype yourself up. And the first one's going to be awkward and <laughs> it's not fun. Like I remember one time in the beginning I was pitching a restaurant a street art idea and I was about to go in and I was like nope so I circled around the restaurant and just like walked around it like okay I can do this I can do this and then I went in it's just and it's not going to be like that forever nowadays I hardly I haven't pitched myself to someone in like a year and even before that I think it was maybe like one time and then before that it was a couple times a year before that and it's just you have to pitch yourself less and less and less And, but in the beginning it's, you just have to, (laughs) you have to go. And the pitching process is one that I've helped, you know, been helped with and refined. And my husband is a great salesman. And we, so we work together on stuff like that. He, he does insurance. So he's constantly, you know, getting new customers and all this stuff. And it just, it works in art as well. So just pitching yourself, keeping it short and sweet, you know, if they, if they're interested, then you go into the sale. And just figuring out what it can do for them, why somebody would need your art or why they would want it, and pi- figuring out that pitch of it and to, f- to really convince them that this is a good idea.
0: Um, and a lot of artists, though, they had this idea that they're not good enough. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. How do, how, do they, how do you fight that? Well, oh, gosh. Because it's all self-talk, you know, but it, it, it's... It probably isn't true, but uh, almost everybody who creates something doesn't think they're good enough to go walk up to someone.
1: Yeah, it's, (laughs) and I remember feeling like that. I remember actually out of college, I wasn't on – I didn't see any other – you know, artists on Instagram. I didn't see the Facebook artists or really anything. So I was blinded out of college. I was like, I am an amazing artist. This is great. (laughs) (laughs) And then I got hired onto fast pro and I walked on there and I was seeing these amazing muralists in person doing these amazing things. And I was like, well, okay, so I am nothing. (laughs) You guys are everything. (laughs) And I just remember being like, okay, that's fine. I am going to put myself in you know the form of a student. I am younger than everybody. I am not as experienced as them. So I'm just going to learn. And so if people can you know switch your brain from I'm not good enough to I just haven't put in the hours yet (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's just, and that's the business hard fact of it. It's not an emotion. So many artists are so emotional with their art thinking that it's a piece of them. And I just want to, I really would like people to reframe their thinking of this is a business And this is a skill that I need to develop. And it's, you know, if somebody doesn't like my art, then that's not a reflection of me personally. It's Mm -hmm. they just don't like it. And that's okay because they have a different style. It's also, you know, the way people decorate their homes. I do it very differently than a lot of other people. And it's that same kind of thing. We just have different ways to go about it. I love pink and I love glitter. And there are so many people out there that think pink and glitter are really immature and they don't like (laughs) it at all. And it's okay. (laughs) But yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah. You're right. The, um, the not feeling good enough thing is one of the number one things that people need to get over before they can do anything about it. It's just not, not feeling good enough is, It's just holding everybody back more so than anything else. And it's just in your mind.
0: Right. Do you have a dream job that you have not uh, accomplished yet? Like a a mural? mural?
1: Oh, so I want to do I was talking with somebody at the beginning of the year about doing a quarter mile long mural and I don't know if it'll come and I I, I just, I don't know if it's going to come and do and be, but I, that would be now that I know that that's possible. And again, that's mm-hmm. something I didn't even know to dream of now that I know that that's possible and it could be a possible job. I'm like, okay, yeah, I want that. I just want to do something that is just so big that it just looks just, huge compared to my little self sitting next to it. I'm not big on heights. Like I said, like there's a bunch of artists that I see in Europe, like doing these tall buildings, the size that I just don't want any part of that. But I would love (laughs) it to be long, like a a quarter mile long mural. I think that would be so much fun. That would be amazing. Yeah. I also want to get my pilot's license at some point. (laughs) Oh, wow. Down the line.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. That sounds fun too. Then you could like see your art from the sky.
1: Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It could fly
0: by Springfield.
1: Or I could make so, art at the ground and then fly up and take pictures of it and have like a, some kind that's of true. like, like a, what is it? The, the, the things in the corn or something.
0: Oh, yeah. The crop circles.
1: Crop circles. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Or like something in the sand. That would be cool. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so if someone wants to find out more about you or join the Artist Academy, how would they do that?
1: They would just go to artbyandreae.com. dot com. My last name is Earhart. It's super hard to say and smell, smell, say and spell. So I just artbyandreae.com And if you just search art by Andrea on just about anything, um, it'll pop up. It'll say art by Andrea heart but you don't have to worry about spelling the last name. (laughs) And yeah, you can really find me on anything, but yeah, TikTok, Instagram are my main places. Um, I love video and all of that. So you can not just come to my page and see my art. You can see me on video and see, hear me talking about art tips and All the stuff.
0: Yeah, that's great. I found you on TikTok. It's that was the first place. Really? Oh
1: my gosh, that's cool.
0: Yeah, I was just really, really was enjoying all your uh, tips and tricks, and it was a very fun, uh, you know, account. So. Um, that's how I found you and really enjoy your work, really enjoy everything. So, um if in the future you have something you finally get that quarter mile mural, I'd love to have you back on to talk about it.
1: Heck yeah, I'm sure that that will be a quite the endeavor. So but I'm just gonna I'm put sure it you'll get there.
0: it done. You you <laughs> seem to be able to make things happen. So I'm sure it'll happen.
1: Oh yeah, I'm gonna call on a bunch of artists academy students to help for sure.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> that'll yeah. be great. Yep. All
1: right, well, well thank
0: you so much.
1: Yeah, it's been great talking to you. Thank you again.
0: All right, take care. Bye-bye.